Welcome back to the second half of this morning's Gone Outdoors. Kyle Agri and Scott Brewer of Brewer Agri Outdoors. Talking hunting, talking fishing, and talking just about anything you can do outdoors. We're excited as we welcome our guest for this segment, uh, Mr. Bill Haas, the North Dakota Game and Fish Assistant Wildlife Division Chief. And uh, we're going to get kind of some real-time updates from uh, Bill regarding our our recent deer season in North Dakota. Bill, welcome to Gone Outdoors. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It is, it, you know, it's something that's just such a, uh, it's so pervasive here in the state with folks, uh, whether it be archery, whether it be firearms, it's just part of our cultures to be out there uh, alone or with family and friends. Everybody's got their own scenario, but deer hunting is just woven into our culture. So, to hear uh, an update from you and, and your folks is, is very, very exciting. What's, what's your kind of uh, initial assessment of the way this past deer season has gone? Was it a success? Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's definitely something that uh, deer hunting is a big part of the culture here in, in North and South Dakota, no doubt. And it's probably why a lot of us live here uh, or stay here <laughs> and endure that's the true. winters, right? That's right. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have done our surveys for the gun season. Of course, our archery season is still going on through January 7th. And so we now send a lot of our surveys out electronically through email. And so we get some returns pretty quickly. Um, years ago, we used to do only mail surveys and it'd be a while before we get results back. And so now we have a lot of our, I would say our preliminary findings. So uh, we've had response from almost half of the of the hunters and so so we know that we're about where we're sitting and it, it looks like the success rate's about the same as last year actually it's about 57 percent uh statewide for the gun season is what what it looks like and that's similar to last year but totally different scenario last year if you remember of course you know what that before the second week in a deer season we had that huge snowstorm and of course winter never let up and through april but uh access became extremely difficult during the last gun season and so that was a big factor why our success rate was a little low 57 percent for us is a, a little lower than we, we'd like normally we're probably in the mid 60 percent range historically you know 10 years ago when we had over 100,000 licenses we were hitting 70 percent um, but we like to be somewhere in the mid 60% range for success rates. And so we're down a little bit, but not surprising, of course, after last winter, our population of deer are down quite a bit and we, you know, had to cut tags, but, but the hunters that got out there had, had reasonable success, I would say. You know, Bill, uh, last year, there were other challenges too, that you weren't necessarily expecting with EHD, you know, that really affected the herd in certain parts of yep. the state and, and CWD is just starting to become more mainstream throughout the state. And and that showed this year on your lottery licenses when you dropped her down a little bit more. So when, when you guys figure that out, um, and I know there's so much goes into it, are you looking at hunter success ratio? Because I know you want to keep that success ratio up. And yeah. do you does that play a large part in how many tags you're going to issue? Yeah, it's certainly a factor. You know, going back to like two years ago, we had that EHD outbreak that was hit the southwest part of the state through the Missouri River system, and that, you know, knocked the deer back a bit. So, of course, our tag numbers dropped, and last winter was severe statewide. So, last winter, we flew the entire state. So, for white-tailed deer, one of the key tools that we use is aerial surveys, and we need to have snow cover through at least a foot deep 
across the level. So even hilltops. And so that's a key factor that we use, but also, like you said, hunter success and hunter surveys are another uh, key tool that we use to determine, you know, the tag allocation for the following year, along with our advisory board meetings, number of landowner tolerance with depredation. Um, and so there's a lot of factors that would go culminate into determining the tag allocation each year. Surveys certainly are one of them. You guys do such a fantastic job of managing the herd and staying on top of all that data. But I, I would just throw out there for all of our listeners to gone outdoors. If you're a deer hunter, someone in your family is a deer hunter and you get one of those surveys you know, you get that email that says, please take a couple of minutes to complete the survey. I would highly urge you to take a few minutes and do that because I assume, Bill, that that information is really valuable to you and your folks. It is. And, and to be honest with you, our um, compared to other states, our hunters do fill out the surveys much better than, than most. Um, but like the, like you said, we'd really appreciate if you just take the time to do that. We don't survey every gun hunter, and, and the reason for that is we don't want people to burn out. So if you're receiving a survey, you're just one of the few that get it. Um, and so it is important that you do just take that time to, to fill it out quick and get us that information. It's very valuable. Speaking of hunters being a very important part in what you guys do, um, with CWD now, it seems like a lot of the game agencies throughout each state – are using hunters to help them get their samples so that they can sample throughout the entire state. What well, what did you guys find out this year through the hunting season with your CWD sampling? Yeah, that is how we get a majority of our samples. We did this last year. Uh, so this year we focused on the southeast part of the state. That's where we put out barrels for collection. We went to meat lockers, taxidermists, and really keyed in on that area. And, and so we do pick up some road kills. We picked up some deer that died from this last winter. Um, but by and large, hunters are the main source of, of samples. And so right now we, we haven't got all of our uh, data back yet. And so everything's preliminary. Um, whenever we get any positives, then we have to send it to, to get confirmed, um, uh, you know, for a second test. And so right now we don't have any, any data to share at this point. Um, but we haven't had anything that jumped out um, to us yet. I know Minnesota, just to the east, across the Red River, but near Climax, did have a couple more positives again this year, and they had had that one a couple of years ago, and now went a little while. And so, so we have been focusing over there this year with our samples, but uh, we'll see if we find anything. But uh, as of yet, nothing. Well, hopefully that continues. That would be great if we don't have to to deal with that problem any more than uh, we already have. And and again, right. caution and, and assistance from our hunters out there is is a big part of that equation. Bill, as we look at now, uh, you mentioned it. We've got a few more days left in the archery season, and then 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 as hunters, we we maybe take a little bit of pause, and we we might work on habitat on our land. We might practice our our uh, marksmanship and so on. But you and your staff, you've got a lot going on between now and the start of deer season. Uh, or even the, the start of when uh, uh, tags or lottery applications are accepted. Yeah. What are come, some of the main things on your agenda? Yeah, so, you know, as we get into winter and into spring, that's when we do a lot of our annual proclamations. So make any adjustments that we need to make for 
um, tag allocations. Um, of course, we'll have spring turkey coming up here before we know it. Um, but one of the, the big things that we're working on is we've heard from a lot of hunters that are hunting in the Badlands for mule deer that, that it's just getting really busy and it's taken away from the quality of the hunt out there. Um, and so it's become more and more prevalent, uh, those comments. And I participate out there and I see it as well. It's, it's getting really busy. And so anyways, um, what we did is we put together a small, uh, I guess you call it task force. It's a bow hunter association backcountry hunters and anglers and then a our advisory board member and then a, another uh, person that's with the mule deer foundation a member of some other groups that is an avid gun hunter and kind of helped us you know give us some input and and what we decided to do is we surveyed um uh, about eight thousand of our hunters just to see that participate uh, landowners out there with gra- uh, gratis licenses uh, the gun hunters, bow hunters, to see what their opinions were. Because is it just the squeaky wheels, or is this what do people want change? They want us to change how we're allocating tags, or do we need to make some adjustments for residents, non-residents, what what it might be? And so, so we did send that survey out. And we're just getting those results back now. Um, and then the other key factor for that will be the hunter survey that we send out to our bow hunters here. We're gonna this year we're gonna survey every one of our bow hunters, and that's something we've never done before. Half of them will receive a survey that's more in depth that asks specifically which units they hunted, times they hunted, and that gives us a real uh, good idea of the effort that's taking place out there. And the other survey is just our general quick one that, that hits on, you know, if you harvested a deer. And, and so all bow hunters this year are going to receive a survey. So we're going to combine those two, essentially, to, to take a real close look to see if we need to make any adjustments out there. Um, and we may do some this year, maybe in the future, and, or maybe there won't be any that are required. But but we're going to look at that, and then we're we're planning to do some public meetings uh, probably in early March, maybe late February, a few across the state, just to just to discuss this topic with the public and, and get some more input. Because um, by and large, it's a social issue. Um, it's one of those to where we're trying to spread out that opportunity as much as we can, uh, and uh, and that's that's kind of what we're looking at. That's one of the key key uh, hot topics, I guess. You guys are going to be busy, and and we love it because uh, that usually means a good good thing for our deer yeah. hunter experience. Uh, folks, we're talking to North Dakota Game and Fish Assistant Wildlife Division Chief Bill Haas. Bill, thanks for spending some time with us this morning and uh, sharing a little bit of your insight. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, folks. Uh, don't go away. We got a whole lot of outdoor talk ahead of us. We'll be back with more Gone Outdoors.